sign up for our morning show's podcast, and they'll totally sign up for yours. Unless, of course, you actually have one, then we're totally kidding. The starting lineup with Brady and Price. Get it on iTunes or with a podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. For the Leafs and Capitals. John Tavares with a hat trick. This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home on Sportsnet 590, the fan. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Leafs Morning Skate. I'm Ashley Docking, joined by Andre DeVoe and Sean Mathias. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's good. Happy to be back here. It's a nice rainy day in Toronto. Yeah, weather's, weather makes you really happy right now, huh? Oh, yeah. Just bunkered down the last few days at the house, so it's nice to finally get out again. So, but big game tonight. So yeah, exciting. Washington taking on the Leafs. Uh, energy in here is obviously popping as well. I'm sure the <laughs> rain has a lot to do with that. So thanks for bringing the heat early, guys. Uh, this is my first morning skate, in, or, or uh, yeah, morning skate. So I'm really in, enjoying it so far. Um, Leafs taking on the Washington Capitals. Now, for me, I don't know how you guys feel. I've found that they've had the. Um, tendency to come out really strong against teams that they know they ha- they have to take seriously, whether it's Tampa, whether it's Bo- uh, Boston, e- regardless of the results. But then against teams that are less than them, I feel as though they know they have the firepower that they should be able to kind of get back in things, even if they get behind early um, tonight. Not necessarily a game that they can do that in, though. Well, that definitely, and, and there's nothing to save it for. They have a huge break coming up, and. Um, Washington played last night. So, of course, you got to get all over them right away. And, and like I said, there's there's absolutely nothing to save it for. So I, I expect Matthews and Marner to be getting double and triple shifted tonight and, and you know, see see what this we, these two guys together are capable of. Yeah, they need a big game before the break. Washington had a, a tough one last night uh, with one second left. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, I, they let that last one. So... They're going to be coming out buzzing, but the Leafs, they just need a good 60. Teams that play back-to-backs, it's just, it's tough to play that second half of the game. Your legs get heavy. It's just, uh, you know how it is. Like, before it's, a break, it's always tough. It's amazing that they still do back-to-backs at that level. It, it's, it's it, you know, in the AHL, you could kind of say. They play know, three, three and three. Yeah, well, we I remember in the AHL, we played, uh, there was one week and we had like five and four. Like, it was ridiculous. The Sunday game was a joke, but. I can't believe with the, the travel and the way things are in the NHL, the competition and how how much rides on these games they still do back to backs. You know, I guess it's scheduling, but I still but it's find- great for the Leafs if you're playing a team like Washington coming off a back to back, which a, a very good hockey team. You want to get them on the the second half of that back to back, especially they've been Washington's been sputtering lately, so it'd be good to. Yeah, and like you said, the Leafs have been having t- trouble against some weaker teams, but mm. against the good teams, they seem to find their game and come out excited. You know, they're a young group. They they have a lot of talent when they play these tougher teams like Tampa last week. They come out buzzing, and they're just they're firing all cylinders, and it's like they get against those weaker teams. It's just they're not the same Toronto Maple Leaf team we, we love, but I, I think against a team like this and with a young group that 
just watch all these players, Stanley Cup team, they're going to be excited to play tonight. Well, it has it has a lot to do, though, if, if they don't show up against the Tampa Bays and the Washingtons and the Nashvilles, uh, you're going to get killed. I mean, it's gonna yeah, be, it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a, a, a route. So, you know, I, th- I think these are teams you have to take seriously. And it's, you know, we, we talk about them being a contender. I mean, if they're a contender, they have to, you know, these are the teams they have to show up for because they're going to have to go through them. I wonder if it's difficult to, even though you know it's a game of, of uh, a very important game against the Caps, if it's tough to kind of not look ahead to the All-Star break if you're not involved. Very few people are, and you're like, okay, I'm going to the Bahamas. I'm about to hit the beach, maybe have some rum and Cokes. And that's a big reality that that's just on the other side, especially a Leafs team that's been slumping. They haven't had much success lately over their last 10 games in particular, and they're just dying for that break. So to rein that focus in, uh, it's got to be a challenge in itself as well. That's why sometimes I like being on the uh, the visiting team because you're still like at work, you're in the hotel, you're with the guys, and then like sometimes we were like at home, like right before that break, you're already got your bag packed. Bags are bags are right at the door. Your no wife's itching to go already. Yeah. She's got the spray tan going, just ready for the hot weather. But no, I was one of those guys where I was always ready to go go to All Star break, and then I get sent down right before. You know, odd Debo, you don't need the break. You're gonna go down for a few games. Yeah, save a couple days. Uh, you know, no, <laughs> no. But it is tough to play that last game at home because it's just something about it, like. When you're on the road, at least you got a flight afterwards. Yeah. So you're not really thinking about the trip, but uh, it's a big test for them tonight. But against teams like Nashville and stuff, like it is a good team tonight to like really size themselves up against. Like Nashville, we saw some, they got exposed a little bit with their defensive play, I thought. Yep. Nashville, they're so steady back there. And Washington tonight, they, you know, you can't be giving them their power play chances. You got to be really careful with. That your defensive end, you want some zone time and have a lot of speed going up and down the ice. And the physicality Nashville brings. I mean, th- this is a team. I think they're, you know, I think they hit the most one. Uh, they're one of the heavier teams in the league for sure. So, it's 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 a good test for them and what they're going to have to deal with in a seven game series. You know, one, one game uh, getting hit all the time. Uh, you know, the D can get through it, but doing it repeatedly in a seven game series, I mean, gets tiring. So I think it's a good. Uh, it's it's a good preview for what's to come. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Tom Wilson and what he brings and the challenges that he presents, but I'm not going to glaze over the spray tan thing, Sean. Did you partake in it? Because I know you kind of were just like, oh, the wife gets the spray tan going, but I'm not ready to just say that you did not get one also. I'm not ready yet, but soon. <laughs> we're, we're getting closer. we got a girl that comes to the house now, so one of these days. <laughs> yeah, they have like the little tents they set yeah, up yeah, and yeah. they like hose you down. And then my, my be- they do it in my bedroom and my room just stinks after. <laughs> I can't stand the smell. <laughs> <laughs> no spray tans for you. No, no. I have a permanent one, yeah, so I, I, I didn't need one. Um, everyone's talking Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson, right? He's a guy that everyone wants this prototype, but he's Tom Wilson for a reason. It's not yeah. just easy to find someone who can couple size, toughness, straightaway speed, got a little bit of hands too, can score some goals as well. And I'm wondering if there comes a point in time where his reputation precedes him and he doesn't actually need to focus on his physicality so much just because people are already so worried about him and they're already acting accordingly and he can focus more on the finesse side of his game. When a crusher becomes a rusher, he usually becomes an usher. That's, <laughs> that's so you have to, he had, poetry yeah, he, he has to, uh, he has to definitely keep his physicality. Okay. I mean, that's, that's why he's there. That's why he's Tom Wilson. He, the fact that he can do both 
um, is what is what makes them sought after. There's mm-hmm. a lot of teams that, you know, uh, the the Twitter Warriors can say what they want about him, and he doesn't belong in the league. He plays with Alexander Ovechkin. You have to be a talented player to just see the ice and find that guy and put pucks in his wheelhouse. Um, and and with players like that, if you're not doing a job, I mean, they'll they'll get you taken off their line. Yep. So, so obviously Ovechkin likes playing with them. So. It's definitely part of his identity to be a physical player, but I agree with you that a lot of players now take note when he's out there, and he, I don't think he's going to need to fight and be as physical moving well, forward in his future. Nobody needs to fight yeah. anymore, really. Guys are scared yeah. of him now. So yeah. he's got that room around there. That's why I think his production's improved a lot because yeah. he does get that extra space out there, yeah. and it it's, helps guys like Ovechkin to play with them because – it also, space. And it also helps, like, if someone does go after Ovi, he knows he's got his line mate on his line that's going to come right in there and be the first one in there. And a lot of guys don't want to take on that task. Exactly. Days. Ovechkin, and let's be honest, like, I played against Ovi. He's a big hitter. Like, he hits hard. So yeah. a guy like that running, he could run around a little bit and there's no consequences. Well, he had a nice hit on Chara the other night. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if you're on the Leafs, like, who's going to really go after Wilson? Ka- He's Ka- running Ka- around. Ka- Audrey? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Dubas. Hyman? Probably Dubas. He'll yeah. come on the ice. And... <laughs> uh, we're going to get an opportunity to see Matthews, Marner. And I'm actually a little bit disappointed that it's happening the last game before the break. Because I feel as though there's going to not be as much pressure to keep them together if things go well because there's going to be an extended period of time where you don't necessarily forget about it, but it's a bit of a recency bias, right? And I think that I'll be disappointed if the combination of the two doesn't generate more ice time because the conversation, especially around Matthews, has been he's 41st in ice time in the league. How is someone who's a franchise player, who's a top five player, top 10 player in this league, not top in ice time? And if you were slumping and you're not scoring, and him in particular has had a bit of a drought, he's having shots on net, but hey, more ice time, more opportunity. If this doesn't directly relate to that, I think that there are some questions that could be raised. Yeah, like one with Marner. I love it because... Yeah. With Matthews, he's got such a great release. You need a guy that can put the puck in his hands in those scoring areas. I liked Kapanen with him at the beginning of the year, but I thought Kapanen was more a guy who really flourished with getting those opportunities from a guy like Matthews. He wasn't really putting the puck in his hands. He was more like he was just getting all the opportunities from like the rebounds or great plays. So now Matthews playing with a guy like Marner, I think he's going to get those opportunities like Tavares was getting. Tavares has done a great job his career playing with guys, making them look great. So I wouldn't worry too much about him, but uh, I think this is a great thing for Marner and Matthews moving forward. Yeah, what, what I've noticed lately, I think, <clears throat> with, with Matthews, he's been trying to do too much. He's been trying to create his own chances because he can't really rely on anybody to, to get him the puck. The, the best players, they want to play with guys where they don't have to worry. They know the puck's coming. They just get open and they're expecting you. Watch Ovechkin tonight. He knows the puck's going to find him whoever whoever he's on with is going to find him he's just got to concentrate on shooting and Matthews needs to play with a player like that and like regarding the ice time like I agree like it's it's kind of weird how a couple years ago you have uh have Riley not playing power play and now you look at him he's doing what he's doing this season it's amazing almost on point on pace for 100 points and uh, a couple of years ago, he wasn't even on the power play. The reins were kind of pulled in a little bit with him. And last year with Matthews, like the power play issues, and we hear about um, like uh, Babcock going down to see him at his own home and stuff. And you kind of wonder, like 41st in ice time, he's supposed to be your 
of a top team. Yeah, but he's not. The, he, he, we all know like that he's not Babs's favorite player. Obviously, I think he loves JT. Yeah, that's yeah. his guy. Well, that yeah. makes sense though. Just yeah. when you think of the kind of guy that Babcock is, then you see how uh, he how he presents himself, John yeah. Tavares. And, and there, there's you know that that's dressing room stuff that we'll never see. Mm -hmm. but there's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot of you can make the fans and the media think whatever you want. You could have two people that really uh, uh, don't like each other behind closed doors. I'm not saying that's the case mm -hmm. with, with, but there's obviously, I mean, he's, he's a one of a kind talent and he, he struggles for ice time. Sometimes, you know, he struggles to play with the best players on your team. That's obviously a, there's, there's no reason that Zach Hyman should be uh, getting more ice time than Austin Matthews on a regular basis, but it happens. Mm -hmm. So it, there's there's obviously something there where where you know he's not the coach's favorite for sure. What did you make of the the comments about when when they when we found out that Matthews and Martin were going to be playing together? Babcock had said, "Yeah, we spoke. We reached out to our leadership group. We all had a conversation. We decided this is the best course of action." Who do you feel is in this leadership group? Why are we reaching out? Why is this not just a decision that he's able to make on his own? And and is he is he checking with the players if that's okay? And is that something that's that's kind of normal in, in these instances? Well, the the super let's be clear, the superstars run an HL team. Maybe not the Toronto because Babcock has that huge contract. But the superstars run teams. And well, you said that about Ovi. If he doesn't want someone on his line, get, yeah, get him same, off. Same thing with Crosby. I, I watched uh, when, when Atlanta in training camp, I, I would watch Kovalchuk call his own line. You know, it, 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 seriously. <laughs> that, that, that would happen in, in, when we were in training camp. Kobe B, I'm going to play with these two. And the, the coach, Hartley at the time, went around that, whatever he said. So, um <clears throat> Yeah, so so he he definitely has to make sure it's okay, and and you have the fact that Tavares and Marner, like Johnny T, just got his thirtieth goal, you know. So obviously he's gonna have to check. Hey, listen, it's nothing you did, mm -hmm. but that we got to do what's best for the team. And obviously, Tavares, he's a captain. He's a or an old captain. Uh, he's a team guy. I'm sure he's fine with it. But at the same time, you don't think in the back of his mind he's a little bit. You know, things were going well. You know, for for him, well, that's and, and, the the promo tape they showed him. That's yeah. what they pitched him. Like, you're yeah. gonna be with Marner. Exactly. He's gonna get you 50 goals. Exactly. But at the same time, as anybody, uh, you know, who, who's grown up here, the thought of winning in Toronto, um, you know, that that has to be, you know, if you, you'll be they'll build erect statues of guys <laughs> if you won in this city. <laughs> Hyman. Yeah. The Hyman statue. Yeah. I remember. So I remember when I was playing uh, with the Marlies and Dougie G. How cool is that? Dougie G was our assistant coach for um, half the season, and I was we were in Cleveland. I'll never forget. I was just Dougie was about to walk over to the to the rink, and he's like, "Devo, walk with me." And so it's just walking with, you know, how cool is that? One of my yeah. idols growing up, Dougie G, to, to the rink. And I asked him, I was like, you know, what was that like when, when you guys, you know, playing against Gretzky and, you know, and he's like, Devo. Like, he, it, was, it was insane. Like, I can't imagine a winner here. He goes, when, when we made the conference finals, people, they had to shut down the gardener because people were partying on the gardener. You know, so, so conference fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so imagine if they ever had like a real winner here. And I'm sure that's in the back. You know, this is a team that potentially could win. I mean, things would have to go pretty, pretty.
pretty they'd have to have a lot of bounces i think but i was never in those leadership meetings so i can't really help you out with those but uh i'm sure they're great yeah i mean i don't know can't really i was the guy asking what was going on in yeah, there what, what happened there's in like there? dark dark clothes you're fine in your face. Sean. Did, they, did they say anything about me <laughs> yeah. but it is interesting that he has to have meetings about switching up the lines and stuff but you know marner and jt they were doing so well together i love watching that line that's my favorite line to watch but there's no question there there needs to be more you know they need to spread out the wealth and get other guys going so it's a good way try one game have a break get things See, i think they need to condense the wealth i think i think they need to like load up two lines they're getting beat by like one line hockey teams like over and over and they ha- they're good enough to have like two sick lines they could have and then two like serviceable lines two lines where you could just tell them like run around you know run around create energy and and um you know don't get scored on but but this i i think they're trying to run around well that's well that's that's a that's a whole nother topic (laughs) we could have a whole show on that you know the lack of physicality on this team but i i think the you know if you were to load up those first two lines the guys are guaranteed to almost score you know, you're you're almost guaranteed. Of course, you're going to get shut down once in a while, but that's what makes these lines like Pasternak or that line on Colorado. Right. I mean, so it's tough to cover three dynamic forwards. You could cover two. Three is almost impossible. Well, I just think you see that the Leafs don't have the depth as like some of these other teams have really early on in the season. We were doing great. Yeah. You know, it's, but the first twenty, first forty games of the season are always. It's always different than the next uh, next half of the season. Yeah. First 20, it's like guys are getting their feet wet, and some guys come out and they're lighting up the board, right? They're just doing great. In video. And then you don't see them the last 20. Yeah. So it's it's tough to gauge that first 20, and now we're getting a better picture, better uh, realizing like this team isn't as deep as we thought they were. Yeah. And if you're going to win the cup, you need four lines at play, and they don't have four centers that can they, they can roll. No. They have no, three. No. But the – I don't, Which like, is good, but the wingers too. They're struggling. Like, I, I, why not, you know, Kadri's been struggling. Like, why not throw him on the wing for a game or, or move him up to second line center and throw one of the other centers on the wing so they these guys can play with each other and, and you know, get going a bit. You, you know, you know how it is sometimes when you're in a slump and you, you just need help. You need to to get have that two-goal game to, to break the ice. To I needed a two-goal game. <laughs> Well, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking more. Yeah. Well, I'm talking. I love the two goal game. Just in general, not to break the ice, just to get one. I was slumping. (laughs) Just gonna wait on that two goal game. (laughs) Well, I had like four of them in my career, but I'll take it. (laughs) Oh God. Well, I I remember. I remember when I was slumping. um, Well, uh, with the Marlies, I remember they. You know, I I was playing center back then, and Boza, and they put Bozak on my line. You know, just to and. You, you had three-point night. You know, he gave me a couple tap-ins. Next thing you know, I'm back on my own, and, and you get the confidence back, and, you know, you, you could start helping other guys out. But I, And I think this is what's going on. Like, Matthews just needs some some help. He needs to get that confidence back, that that swagger, you know, where, where he shoots and he feels confidence mm-hmm. it's going to go in. Well, I feel like Matthews doesn't struggle with swagger. I feel like in terms of general hockey player blandness that we're used to, I feel like Austin Matthews is willing to kind of give a little more. Like you see Connor McDavid do a GQ shoot and you're kind of like, did they, how 
much did they have to convince him to do this? I don't know if he feels full comfortable. And then you put Austin Matthews in that position. He's like, you want me to wear this fedora? Yeah. You want me to go yeah. just, just a jacket, no button-up shirt? Like, I can do that too, right? Like, that's more of his vibe. I respect it. Yeah, now they're all tatted up too, all the young guys. Yeah. It's great. It's great for the game, though. Great for marketing. Yeah, I, th- I think it's awesome. I I, I think hockey was, has been dying for some personality for a long time. And they, they really clamped down on that when yeah. I was coming in they didn't like any you know anybody that showed any personality they would they would single you out you know so I, I think it's good that uh they're changing their tune um let's talk about Nazem Kadri quickly because we were talking yesterday on the show and I was wondering if he's got to be a little bit pissed that they're working around everyone else but him because you kind of see how things are like okay we got to get Nylander going okay we got to get Matthews going we got to make sure John Tavares is happy and he's kind of just gotten the runoff from those top two lines and I understand his position and yes he's the the third line center for this team but you know third third line center scored back to back 30 30 goals that, that's ridiculous 100 percent. and and so i'm he, uh, if i'm him i'm saying the right things to the media but behind closed doors i'm just like can they look out for me for four seconds and not just give me people who are slumping or who just don't deserve time on the first two well he's probably a second line guy Absolutely. on another team yeah. but the reality is he makes four and a half million dollars you have two guys ahead of him that are going to be making more than double that in matthews and Tavares, and they're going to play in front of them. They have Nylander, mm-hmm. who's now on a $7 million contract. Like, that's just the business of the game. Like, he's going to, he's not going to get the opportunities before those guys. And he, But he brings so much to the team. He's he's a great guy in that third-line spot, I think, on a championship-level team because he can score. He's going to be great in playoffs, I think, because he competes. He's got that competitive drive in him. But does it suck here and there, you know, like not playing those extra minutes or getting the great spots on the power play? But you know what? We all, everyone has to make a change if they want to win, and that's part of it. I don't know. Maybe screwed himself taking that bridge deal. No, you know, maybe you think back. Sometimes I was always told in my career by by the veteran players. Sometimes you have to be more selfish in the off season mm-hmm. because the more money they invest in you, the more opportunity you're going to get. Well, I'm happy and, they didn't because they probably would have lost Riley or get him on a bigger number. Probably, him, yeah. So. But I, I'm just saying, uh, you know, it's it's easy to compare the team or it's easy to say, you know, he's doing things for the team. and, and But, uh, uh, you know, hockey contracts, agents, that, that's some – you have to be a little selfish in the offseason a little bit. And there, there's no chance uh, him and his agent aren't having conversations where – you know, you're, he's not going to score 30 this year. Let's let's be honest. And, you know, his, his money is going to go down next contract for sure. So so it goes to show you sometimes you're better off uh, not doing a favor for the team. We're going to get into that a little bit more. This is Leafs Morning Skate with Andre DeVoe, Sean Mathias. I'm Ashley Docking. Coming up, onside or offside? Kyle Dubas, too cocky? We'll let you know. <laughs> this is Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Jeff Blair loves to commute. Let him join you on yours. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Offside. Well, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. My goodness side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. 
Hey, everybody, this is Leafs Morning Skates. I'm Ashley Docking, Andre DeVoe, Sean Mathias here. No Jeff Blair. He'll be back Wednesday next week. This guy jetted off to the beach, get some sun and some sand. I don't know if, if he's you, listening. Maybe they'll clip that for him. Do yeah. you think you got to spray him before you went? <laughs> no. I think absolutely, <laughs> definitely no. not. Can you, there's, like, can you imagine a nice golden spray tan with his, like, white hair? Just, like. I think it would look good on him. You I think, think so? Yeah, I think it would look good. Maybe, like, a King Triton mermaid type of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him I said that, Travis. He's going to hear it. <laughs> All right. Time for Offside, Onside. Now, Kyle Dubas has been very vocal in the media. After they signed John Tavares, he famously said, we will and we can get everyone we need under the salary cap, talking William Nylander. He eventually got that deal done, although Nylander had to sit out two months. Up next, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Now we know he's talking to Mitch or to Austin Matthews' representatives during the season. Mitch Marner said, absolutely not. Um, we're going to wait till the offseason to see how things play out. So onside or offside, Kyle Dubas being as vocal and as confident about his abilities to get things done. And in a way, kind of expecting people to go along with the team's game plan and their number structure. I would say uh, offside. I, I, I think it's silly to put this in the media at all. You know, there's so much speculation in this city and, and uh, people are going to be talking about it, especially if he doesn't get it done. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with... with uh, I personally, I think Austin Matthews would be crazy not to go to free agent or to to go to the summer to see if he does get an offer sheet. And I I would have to think that would be what his agents thinking. So I just think guys like money. talking about it publicly at all is just you know it's asking for trouble because anything you know it's like the court of, anything you say is going to be can used and against, will be used yeah, against it's, it's going to be used yeah it's going to be used against you later. So I would just stay away from it if I were him. Yeah, offside. I think it's gonna be tough. Like, who goes last, Marner or Matthews? Both. I, I think. I think Marner is gonna go last. Just, but what's gonna be left? And I think Matthews' this camp's gonna want to go last. So, yeah. I, I'm optimistic that they'll get them both signed before camp next year. But, I mean, I was also, I did not think Nylander would go as late as he did. I thought maybe miss a couple games, definitely miss camp. Yeah. But maybe only a couple season games, and now. The longest time I thought, oh, you'll get them both signed. But they're both, with Marner having the season he's having and Matthews being the first overall pick a couple years ago and the hype behind him, I mean, both guys are going to want to fight for that last position and they're going to wait out patiently. And like you said, for those those, uh, those tempting contracts that could all of a sudden come together on uh, after July, yeah. I mean, a team like Arizona might go after Matthews. He, he'd be silly there, not there might, to listen There, there to might it. be a few teams that go after each. You know, this is... It, some people don't think it's going to ha- I personally do. I think there's going to be I, – I, I think that whole concept where GMs, they have this code where they don't offer – they don't – GMs don't care about, you know, anybody except for them and their team. And, and if you have uh, – it, it's different now where you're paying these guys who are 20, 21, 22, you're locking them up for all their best years. Um, yeah, it makes sense now to, uh, to give offer sheets. So I, I think it would be – you know, I, I'll be very surprised, let's say that, if uh, somebody doesn't give Austin Matthews an offer sheet, and I think his agent's expecting one. So I think it'd be very silly for him not to go to July 1st. I'm just happy I'm not Kyle Dubas right now, yeah. having to deal with all this, because Leaf fans want all these guys, obviously, and and we all know how important they are to the team and moving forward. But that's the crazy thing with the contracts nowadays. So you see, like, Eichel getting 10 and a half only after two years of yeah. body of work, mm-hmm. and 
it's going to be really hard to keep these guys under a respectable number. I mean, you look at John Tavares, he took less to come here. There's perks of coming here with other things yeah, away from the game. I, I don't but. like when people say that, though. John, Like, Johnny T took less. I, I, yeah, I mean... Well, he he, he's play, well, but he already made an, a he, lot. He played nine years in the show before. You think money? You, you think money was like number one on his list? You know, it was like probably four or five. You know, uh, he wants to go to like a winner. He wants to go somewhere. He's gonna play with good players. Uh, somebody that has a potential chance to win a Stanley Cup. And in his case, home. home. Exactly. Which uh, is different because everyone talks about Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Oh, are they going to take this hometown discount? Marner to a certain extent. But Matthews is like, what does he owe the city of Toronto? And I feel like it's a nice narrative. Yeah, he loves to play here. He loves wearing the blue and white, sure. But he's not even Canadian. Yeah. So why would he be inclined to give a hometown discount to somewhere where he lives, but it's not really his home? I think Matthews is going to wait to see what line A gets as well. Yeah. See what he gets first. And then, but like you said, there's no hometown discount for someone who's not from here. So (laughs) it doesn't make any sense, especially you take less money. And in Austin Matthews' case, a little bit different, but more to your overarching point about giving teams a break, there's no guarantee you're going to still be there. Okay. So I'm taking a discount to play in a market that I like, but a year or two things change and I'm gone. Now I'm making less money and I'm in some place that I can't stand and I have no control over it. Yeah, I know the guys I know have done that. They, after their careers, they had some choice words about that. But name names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They'll be mad. They you, might be listening. You're one or two GM like bonehead plays away from being on a bad team for eight years. Right. You know that nobody thinks about that, but these guys are locked. You know that's where your agent comes in. Your agent will will tell you things like, you know, this will be a good opportunity for you for the next four or five years. You know, then that lead can lead to other endorsements, other revenue avenues, and, and th- those are conversations you have. You, these guys have teams of people uh, that that help them with that stuff. That look at it's it's not people just saying, "Oh, he likes Toronto. He's going to sign in Toronto." It doesn't. It, it just it doesn't work that way at all. I'm know? just not sure how he can be confident to say that he's going to get both of them signed. Right. Easily, you know, it's not going to no, be easy. I, I, I don't believe so that. So many factors. Like, line is a huge factor for Matthews. If Eichel signed for 10 and a half, uh, you don't think... Marner wants 10. And like, what's Marner yeah. going to get, you know? He, like, he's definitely over 10. Yeah, he's going to... So and let's gonna be wait. honest, he's going he's gonna to lead this team in scoring again, odds are. And then what happens if you have both those guys not in lineup to waiting as long as Nylander next year? Well, that, that he, he can't... There's no chance that happens. You can do it with Nylander... You know, I think I, I heard Berkey talking about this uh, a while ago, and he, he said, and he, I think he said accurately, you know, Nylander's like the sixth or seventh best player on this team, you know, and and so you can he can sit out two months, and you know the fans didn't like it, but they tolerated it. And he still They're, got seven million. Yeah, but but like you, you think if Austin Matthews misses a week, you like people will people will show up at Dubis's office. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows yeah. where it is. Yeah, right exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have. A, I just. I feel like if these negotiations go into kind of a tumultuous phase, we're gonna not see the Kyle Dubas we're used to, young, fresh face, like some nice, <laughs> thick black glasses. Like he's gonna come back. He's gonna be like. Hey guys, like yeah, smoking. Yeah. Like it's been a really, really tough summer. He's gonna have that salt and pepper going on, you know. But we got it done. Yeah. Like, Kyle, are you okay? It's a little less hair and a little yeah. bit more stress, right? So. Yeah, a little Prince William going on in the back. Yeah, he won't be dancing in the box up there anymore, or smiling. Yeah. So. No, but you make. I want. I kind of want to talk about um, the the dollar figure that you feel 
would be worth it because a, a lot is being made of these contracts this year in particular and and term because of the CBA situation that's looming. And we know that the owners are in favor of, of lessening the term that you can get somewhere around five years or something along those lines. And and players, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're, you want to get as much money as you can for as much time as you can. In some situations, it's better if your agent might advise you, listen, take a bridge deal, do a couple years, improve your stock, and then move on. But if you can get that long-term contract, that's what you want. I, th- I think, guys... Uh, l- caveat to that point i think guys that take bridge deals are insane okay. you, know, you know you know who I, i've seen I've, I've played 15 years and off the top of my head i could think of i could probably i won't say their names but i can think of five players right now that were massive prospects and you know we're going to be multi-millionaires and they blow it a knee or they get hit from behind and mm-hmm. they're never the same again or guys who have ankle problems or, or groin problems or back problems uh, you know these guys they're they're in a position to set themselves up for their you know them and their them their, their families. families for life yeah. and you don't take advantage now you don't know what tomorrow will bring you know you're you're lucky to have a long career if you're good enough you're also very lucky to have a long career um uh, avoiding injuries so we could look at a guy like Jamie Benn who took a 5 year deal yeah and then he signs an 8 year deal after that yeah. who's now making nine and a half and he made a lot more money whether because he wouldn't have made as much money as he if he had taken that eight year deal at the beginning. Yeah, he was making but, five and a half. He wasn't going to make nine then. He'd still be under that contract. Signing for five though, I mean, if if he would only had those five years, he still would have been set for life. Like, I'm more thinking about a guy who takes a two three year deal. Who's that used to be the norm though. Yeah, like eight years ago is you play your entry level. Well, out. because they were buying they were buying your years later. Right. Yeah. Now they're buying guys. Uh, they're buying they, your prime years exactly. now instead of your fall off. It's smarter by the owners. It's smarter. The, these are the years where guys are, are going to produce the most, obviously. So I, th- I think it's smarter. But I, I think, um, you know, you, you got to get what you can when you can get it because hockey is, is not a forgiving sport. And, you know, these teams, it's it's a business. They're not mm-hmm. going to do you any favors. You know, they're not going to go to uh, Kadri like, oh, Hey, you took a bridge deal for us a couple years ago, uh, we're, but we're still going to pay you. You know, they're going to go. You didn't score thirty goals. That that's the yeah, way it is. You didn't get thirty goals. Sorry, sorry about your luck. Yeah, and th- and that's the way the cookie crumbles. And when it comes to hockey, or imagine all sports, it's interesting when you look specifically at Matthews and Marner in this tandem. And you you knew at the beginning of the season, Matthews is the franchise guy. He's going to get a ton more. And then you're kind of watching Marner, and you're like, okay. Wow, he's special. Wow, he's doing great things not only for himself but for his teammates as well. John Tavares is is having a heck of a season, and now he's paired with Matthews. And if he invigorates Matthews and the slump ends and he starts to be the fixer as they've kind of dubbed him at this point, how much less than Matthews do you think he should be getting? Forget about the ceiling, whether it's Matthews gets 14, 13, 12 million dollars. What's the difference between what they're worth to this team? What about a team like Pittsburgh, where you got Crosby, who's making an average of what is eight point seven, and then you have Malkin, who's making an average of like nine point five or something like that. Kane and Kays both signed for ten and 10, a half. Ten and a half. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe they do something like that. I, I, I have no idea, but all I know is 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 Matthews is is going to make bank, and I think Marner wants something close. And I don't, you know, the Leafs are in cap trouble for sure. You know, it's upsetting because right now. Everyone talks about winning and stuff. We should be talking about this team going for the playoff push and stuff. And this is the big story now. And 
you hope that it's not the big story in the room, but you know that it does because the headlines do leak into the room because yeah. it's not maybe them talking about it, but you know there's guys in the room talking about it after every goal or some little things. The guys bug each other about those. I know playing on different teams, you're always giving the young guys hard time, especially when they sign the contract. Now it's about the dinners and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd say, uh, 100%, you would yeah. say something along the lines like, hey, you get your deal, dinner for the rest of the year, and the guy would want good karma. So he'd be, okay, okay. okay. And I'm so sure Nylander, <laughs> Nylander's probably paying for a few dinners. I bet he is. Yeah. A couple team dinners, I would yeah, think, missing that think many so. games. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's definitely, it's tough. It's, it's, it's up. It's great to have these young, talented yeah. players, but when you have guys like Tavares eating into your cap and some other expensive guys like Marlowe, who's making $6 million a year, I mean, it's going to be tough to get those two young players signed, and they're two young guys that the Leafs need for the next, I don't know, 10, 12 years. They need they, them longer than the see, contracts that, are. that could be the plan. Maybe Marlowe, if he doesn't, the third year of his contract, maybe he goes back to San Jose or something. And it, it depend, I don't know. I'd have to see it, but maybe maybe he retires as a shark. You know, and they they get rid of that. You know, I, I would have to. They still eat. probably have to eat some of that. Contract, yeah, they would have though. to eat some of it. Yeah, probably. But it's it's just it goes back to the point. You know, what what if if this does go well, which which I think it will. Them two playing on the line together. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't help. You know, fans don't like talking about it, but this is the nature of the game now. You have to talk about contracts and what a guy's worth and how he's doing and where he's going to fit in later because. That's the future of your team. You know, mm-hmm. we we want to be watching Marner and Matthews. We want to be seeing tonight, eight years from now, yeah. them, them two playing together and, and hopefully a couple of cups under their belt or, or, you know, some deep playoff runs. But for, the, for that to happen, uh, guys like Dubas have to make some magic, crunch some numbers. Lock it down. Lock it Lock down, it down yep. Kyle. Yep. Um, Nylander, him coming back, a little bit disruptive, I would say. And I think that... So the team's 9-9-2 when him and Matthews have both been back from the lineup. Nylander from his holdout, Matthews from his separated shoulder. Is there a a push in the locker room and in a way where you're like, okay, my teammate's back. Let me do what I can to get him going, to to make him feel like, hey, it's okay. We're not mad that you missed. We want to get you goals. We want to get you on the right track. That could be detracting from some of the other players' performances. I don't think it's like that. You can't go out there and be like, it's so it's so quick and so tough out there and you yeah. you can only really worry about yourself and and what you can do for the team you can't if someone's not playing well or something's going on with him that you can talk to him and ask him how he's doing and stuff obviously that's part of what a leadership group does right um but i mean to go out there and think you're gonna pass it to him instead like of taking your shot yeah more. It's, no? it's, okay i don't i don't think it's like that but because he's he's not playing on a line where he's playing with guys right now that are going to do that like he's he's a passer he's a talented skilled young player he needs to be going to make the players around him better and if he's not going it's it's a lag in the team so but it's not like that it's just it's so fast and so competitive out there it's 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 i wish it was yeah. <laughs> probably would have had a few more tap-ins or something but those two goal games that we're yeah. searching for yeah exactly <laughs> No, I'd say, I don't think guys uh, hold it against them holding. I, I can remember when I was with the Chicago Wolves, and um, uh, it was we had a it was the year we won the Calder Cup, and we had Andre Pavlik and Freddie Brathwaite as our goalies, and Freddie was our starter, and we went we started the season seventeen and zero, and then there's I, I think Kari Lettinen got hurt, and they called up Pavlik instead of calling up Freddie, so the writing was on the wall, and and. 
Freddie, Freddie got an offer to go to Russia, and I remember him coming and saying a speech to the room and just saying, you know, guys, like, I, I, I'm sorry, like, I don't want to leave the team, but I have a chance to do something financially, and he got a little emotional. One of the guys just cut him off. And Freddie, go make your money, you know, and guys get it. Guys, right. guys understand, you know, you, at the end of the day, you're spending so much time away from family and so much time, uh, your career window is only so, so big and so long that, you have to do what's what's the most profit. So guys get that. I'm sure, in a way, Marner and Nylander, or sorry, uh, Matthews, uh, and Ma- Matthews and uh, Marner kind of like like what he did. <laughs> yeah, they're because, like, stay there a little longer, exactly, get those money, make that money up. He, at the end of the day, whether you want to admit or not, he won. I mean, he got he got his term. He got he got his money. Him not playing well is a different issue right now. Mm. But make no mistake, like he won that negotiation, one thousand percent. Yeah, he got what he wanted. But if you're a guy like Captain and Brown and Nylander's playing above you on the lineup, he comes in, he's right above you, and you've been at camp all year, working hard in the weight room every day after practice. Like, guys, they might not say it, but guys do get a little bit annoyed. For sure, yeah. yeah. Like, you're there grinding every single yeah. day, and now this guy, and then to come back and not play what we're all used Expecting to seeing you play. 61 points. I mean, yeah. I think that does bother your teammates mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Did you... I mean, I don't know. It's just a guess. But if you didn't take it as seriously, your preparation to coming back this season, like, and when can you? You go to a camp, you're skating with NHL players. You look at the the video and stuff, you're skating with guys with a cage on and stuff. You're not going to yeah. be at that no, level. You can't yeah, expect it's completely that. different. Yeah. But I don't think they did any favors throwing him right back in. Like, could I, you throw him down to the minors? Would that have helped? That Maybe, goes, you, everybody made, made fun now. of that reporter who asked Babcock, like, is he going to go down on conditioning stint? Yeah. And, you know, looking well, back on it, that guy, whoever that guy is, you were right. You should have done it. Well, That's they sent they Stephen done. Weiss down to the minors in Detroit <laughs> when he signed a five-year deal of $5.5 million and had a groin issue. Yeah. They throw him down to the minors, and he's a 30-year-old guy who played 600 games in the NHL. Yeah. And you're telling me Nylander, who's played more games in the minors, yeah. hasn't gone to a camp. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like, Yeah, but it was the optics of it. That, that was why they wanted to get And those optics are what bothers some teammates sometimes on those lower lines. Yeah. yeah. Because you're looking at it going, if that was me. I had to earn and my I get way. It. Why you're, don't you? Yeah. yeah. But you're also, right now, you're not that 20-goal guy. You're that one-goal guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's not yeah. fool ourselves. <laughs> you're, you know what I mean? Like, if you had 10 goals right now and you had three bad games, we wouldn't be saying this. Yeah. But yeah. let's be honest. Writing's on the board. Yeah. You got to be honest with especially, this. Facts. Especially in this market. Like, you, you can't hide here. You know, you can't, uh, you know, be, there, there's nobody uh, that's going to let you forget about it. You know, so I'm sure he's feeling it. But I'm sure. Everyone's yeah, done I, I, waiting. Yeah, I, 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 I think yeah. you're I think you're right. Guys are look, kind of probably looking at him like, hey, like, if he's not going, I'm here too. You know? You're paying him $7 million. Like, we talk about, uh, you know, Edmonton needing that secondary scoring right now. You know, you got Tavares, you got Marner, you got... But Nylander's a big part of that. And yeah. if you're going to the playoffs, well, playoffs, you need that competitiveness. You need that yeah. compete. And if you're not seeing it this point, before the next stretch, the next stretch is way tougher during the season. If you're yeah. not seeing that compete level right now, yeah, wait till the last 20 games of the year. Yeah, where teams are fighting for playoff spot. Literally their lives, you know? Well, especially the guys that you mentioned too. It's like... Some of them are coming up for contracts, these middling guys. And it's like, okay, I know there's not a lot of money to go around because it's all yeah. anyone ever talks about. I know I'm not getting a huge piece of the pie, but yeah. if this is the guy that took some of my money away, at least help us get to the place that we want to be. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Gentlemen, thank you for letting me sit in with you. Really had a good time.
Uh, this has been Leafs Morning Skate. I'm Ashley Docking, Andre DeVoe, Sean Mathias. Coming up next, we have Hockey Central. And I know the Oilers are holding a press conference to try and put some baking soda on their tire fire of a franchise <laughs> at this point because things are a hot mess. Bob Nicholson is going to address the media at 12 p.m. on Sportsnet Ontario, Sportsnet 360, and Sportsnet Now. Tonight, the Leafs hosting the Caps. That's at 7 p.m. You can catch it here on Sportsnet 590, also on Sportsnet, and then Coyotes at Canadiens a little bit later. Uh, this has been the Leafs Morning Skate. Uh, I'm back tomorrow with Sherry Ford for Jeff Blair. This is Sportsnet 590 The Fans.